success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Thank you so much for joining us today on She's Invincible. And do we have an invincible one to introduce you to today? If you have ever eaten a Wendy's Baconator, you have literally eaten the words of today's guest, brand name expert, Alexandra Watkins. She is a chief executive boss lady and outspoken founder of Eat My Words, the only branding firm that specializes in creating brand names that make people smile instead of scratch their heads. Clients including Amazon, Google, Twitter, Disney, Coca-Cola, and countless small businesses have tapped her to come up with creative and engaging names that move people and move products. Oh my gosh, Alexandra, welcome to She's Invincible. I am so excited to have you with us today. Thank you, Cammie. That was a great intro. Well, it's all true, right? It is yeah. all true. And I, it's so fun. Every time I pass a Wendy's or think about a burger, I think of you and the Baconator. Oh, so thank you. I love, love, love what you're doing. And you're spot on with the names and just genius, just a genius. I, I always wish I had a creative mind like that. And I'm so excited to jump in and introduce you to our listeners and just share all of this creative genius that you have bottled up inside that little body of yours. So <laughs> let's jump in. Let's get started. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Oh, thank you. Well, how I got to where I am is a fun story. So when I was in eighth grade, I discovered advertising. I love magazine ads that were clever. And I said, this is what I want to do. I want to be in advertising. I didn't really know much other than what I saw in Bewitch, but it seemed like what I was meant to do. I love words. So I was able to talk my parents into letting me skip college. Uh, not an easy thing to do, but I did. And, and by the way, not only did I skip college, um, I convinced my dad to pay me for skipping college because my sister went to a really good undergrad school, University of Southern California, and got an MBA from Harvard. And I'm like, hey, you spent all this money on her education. I think you owe me some money. And at the time, I said that I was making more than anyone in my family, including my dad and Harvard MBA sister. So he, so he, he agreed. So that's how I bought my first house. But back to my story, how I got into it is, yeah, I went, I skip college, I found a little advertising school that just happened to be in my same zip code where I grew up. And I spent a year going to that school, then I was able to talk my way into pretty much every job I've ever had. And really, I give, I've given myself a lot of opportunities by being fearless. 
So yeah, so here I am. So I started in advertising. Every once in a while, I would get thrown a bone and get to name something. And I was really good at it. So I said, this is what I wanted. When I discovered it was a profession, I said, this is what I meant to do. I told everyone I was a professional namer. That was my email signature. People are like, you can't just name things. And I'm like, watch me, you know? Yes. I can't believe you talked your dad into paying you for not going to college. (laughs) That in itself is hysterical. And then to become a namer and to name the Baconator. So how did you shift from, uh, share a little bit about how did you shift from working with these marketing companies to having your own company now? Well, what was happening is I was working freelancing for a lot of different naming and branding firms, including the one that gave me the assignment to name the Baconator. So what was happening is all of these companies were putting their good name on my great names. Right. And so I was like hidden behind a curtain and I didn't like that. So that was the catalyst to start my own firm, eat my words and get my own direct clients. And that is amazing. And how did you come up with the name of your company, Eat My Words? Well, it was too, it was almost too easy. You know, I've named a lot of branding and marketing firms and advertising and interactive firms social media firms over the years. And it's hard. But with my name, I was I was in a nail salon that, that I did a lot of work for, Manny Petty. And they had these pens. She had all this cool stuff in her gift, gift area. And they had these pens that were, they look like silverware, like really heavy duty, nice restaurant silverware. But instead of having a fork at the end or a spoon at the end, it had a pen at the end. And I picked it up. And I just, you know, I'm like a pen, food and like eat my words. It just came to me. And I'm like, that's a great name because I had been writing a lot of copy for food and beverage clients. And I thought I can just specialize in that. So that's what I was doing. And then, you know, doing a lot of naming and eventually just said, this is all I'm going to do is the naming part. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, what makes you invincible? (laughs) Wow. Well, I think what makes me, I know what makes me invincible. It's just deeded. It's, it's deeded. It's, uh, <laughs> it's rooted in my deep seated belief that I will, I believe in myself and I have tremendous self confidence. And I've always had a lot of confidence. I was, I was raised by a feminist. I knew I could always do whatever I wanted and be whatever I wanted. I, didn't take no for an answer. And I just kept believing in myself. Even when people said, no, you can't do that. I remember, I got to tell you, like, this is, this is one of those, like, just greatest moments ever was I had discovered naming when I was working at an identity design firm. And the founder of that firm and I, we were friends, but we would go in and out, you know, friends, not friends. And I got together with her and it had been probably a year or so since I had seen her and I had started doing the naming thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just naming full time now. I'd probably been doing it two years. And she's like, well, you know, you can't do that. And I'm like, no, no, I have. It pays really well. Like, I just just was paid $55,000 to name a company. And she said, you can't charge $55,000 for a name. And I said, but I did. And it was just like classic, right? 
I love it. Well, think about this. Like, as we say that and you tell that story, like, how much money does has Wendy's made on the Baconator? Oh my right? gosh. Like, how can you say you can't you can't charge someone that much? Like the return is huge. Yes. The Why Baconator- should you have a piece of that? Right. It may yeah. not have ever even taken off the, you know, off the ground if it didn't have that name. So it could have been zero, right? It could have been a total flop. Oh yeah. And for the Baconator as a freelancer, I got paid a thousand dollars. And then I, I complained to the company and said, look, you told me I had one assignment, but I really had two because they were having me name a cheeseburger and a bacon cheeseburger. That's like two completely different things. So they gave me another thousand dollars and that's all I got. The Baconator in the first six weeks sold 26 million units six in six weeks. There's now, you know, son of Baconator, Baconator fries. There's Baconator flavored Pringles. The Baconator has its own Wikipedia page. And you got paid a thousand bucks for that. Yeah, two, yeah, a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you are invincible and I absolutely love what you're doing and I can't wait to jump in. So let's jump in. I mean, all names are not created equal, right? We know this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We even just talked before we hit record about how we have unique names and how people constantly mess them up. The name is so important. So let's dive in and talk about how to create brand names with buzz. Um, And I want to go deep, like, why is this important? And how do we do this and all of the things? So are you ready? Yes. Let's start with, uh, are all names equal? And if not, like, how do we do this? What's the best way? Well, no, not all names are equal. And it's so funny you said that. I was I was writing to somebody about our names last night at Eat My Words. We do names that people can spell, pronounce, and remember. And we do love at first sight names. So not every name is a love at first sight name. But if you see a frozen yogurt store named Spoon Me, that's a love at first sight name. The Baconator. People love that. Um, we named the Church of Cupcakes. We named a GPS for dogs. Retriever. Those are the names that make people smile. Like I'm looking at you and you're smiling and like <laughs> nodding your head. Like people love names that they get, right? Everybody yeah. wants to feel clued in, not clueless. But when you see a name that you have no, it's like some weird word, you've never seen it before, it's foreign or either a foreign word or foreign to you, or you don't know how to pronounce it, or it's very ambiguous. That's a name that's not created equal, right? Or maybe it's difficult. It's challenging for people to spell. Whereas a name like, you know, Spoon Me or the Church of Cupcakes, it creates instant brand affinity. Like you love, you love Spoon Me before you've even tried their frozen yogurt, right? Oh, a hundred percent. I went from A to Z when you said the word. I was like all of the ways of Spoon Me, right? Like, yes. Yes. And when you have a name like Spoon Me, you can monetize it with merchandise. So Spoon Me made a fortune selling T-shirts and, you know, that said, shut up and spoon me. Uh, They had a bumper sticker. If you're driving this close, you might as well spoon me. There was people that had never been to Spoon Me ordering their merchandise. They had booty shorts um, because they wanted part of that. And if you have a name that's so good that people will pay you, to wear it on a t-shirt, they are paying you 
to advertise your brand, which is unheard of. Usually people have to pay for advertising, but here's a case where somebody is paying you to, to show off your brand name. That's oh my gosh, gold. That's You're golden. Genius. Yes, you are golden. That is genius. And I had never really thought about that, but it's true. It's so true. Like even a lot of these name brands are paying athletes to wear things, right? Like to, and to promote their things. And so that is amazing. I like, like I, when I say that, the first thing I think is just do it. Right. Like, again, it's that it's that stops people in their tracks. It is genius. And honestly, you know, in my work, I have a lot of conversations around marketing and visibility, right? So um, I want people to be easily found. I want them to be easily discovered. And I so believe that so much in the name is where it begins. I've seen people like try to play words on spelling names differently that aren't really the right way to spell them. And then people can't find them and they get messed up. In totally. Yeah. Totally. So let's just keep going with this conversation. You know, awesome. yeah. So let's talk about like, there's a way, right? There's like this scientific or strategic way that you will uh, come up with a name. So if someone's going to pitch to you, so let's use like an example of a, a realtor. Let's say, I, um, you know, a realtor wants to start a podcast and they want to have a show-stopping name where everybody can find them. They know what they do. It's crystal clear. What would be the step for that? Well, the first thing I would do is, well, I'll tell you, people make the mistake of trying to brainstorm just, you know, meeting, getting together with friends over a bottle of wine or, you know, if it's a corporate setting, sitting in a conference, sterile conference room, staring at a white, you know, white walls and, you know, trying to come up with colorful ideas that doesn't happen in a white room. So what I would do, what I would recommend all of your listeners do is go to the internet and start there and not at GoDaddy. Do not start at GoDaddy. Who cares about a domain name? Do that last. So for a home, a home, so it's a real estate podcast. Yeah. What I would do is I would look up phrases with the word home in them, right? And you can just Google phrases with the word home in them. Uh, you will, and then I would come up with, you know, home sweet home um, that, you know, so that's one. Uh, I'd look up phrases with house. I might see on the house. That could be good. Another one, another thing I would do is look up song titles and movie titles. So for a movie title, um, let me think. Um, oh, I was just thinking, honey, I shrunk the kids, but yeah, honey, I'm home. Yeah, that honey, I'm home would be great, right? Because I or think how about every... home alone. The movie oh, home, home alone. Yeah. Well, home alone. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if people want to be home, but home sweet home. Um, but what I would do is, then I would try to come up with some. I would go to a rhyming dictionary and see what rhymes with home, and. Then I would try to substitute words to come up with what runs with home alone, grown, like grown zone. Oh, home zone. Right. So that's that's something I would get from a rhyming dictionary. It's really hard for me to do this without (laughs) looking at the Internet. But so so those are, you know, just really obvious things to do. Play with the words like home. Um, But then think of like 
what, like I've owned a number of homes, like what makes something feel like home? Like there's no place like home. Like that's a really great one. By the way, um, Turner Networks is highly litigious around anything related to the Wizard of Oz. And I would like just check if you're using that phrase, there's no place like home that Turner's not going to come after you because who knows? But one time, a long time ago, we tried to name a virtual like game world for kids, uh, Ruby sneakers, like Ruby slippers. And Turner's, we, we realized Turner would have had a problem with that. So we couldn't do it. But yeah, I would try to think of what are those emotions associated with, you know, I would say buying, buying it, let's say the, it's a buyer's agent. So with buying a home, you know, or things related to homes, porch light, welcome mat. It would be really great if the person's name was Matt. The podcaster's name was Matt. She <laughs> was awesome. Matt. But yeah, what makes something feel like home? If it's cozy, um, you have your, you know, address, neighbors, neighborhood. Yeah, there goes the neighborhood would be fun. So I would just just ideate around words that have something to do with home. You can even ask ChatGPT, what are words related to home ownership? I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Home pride would be good because, you know, people are really, gosh, when you become a homeowner, you're so proud, right? Yeah. Gosh, especially in this economy, right? Yeah. <laughs> proud, relieved. Yeah. yeah so that's, oh, that's what I would awesome. do. Oh, yeah, I love are, it. Those are my favorite type of projects because there's something, there's a there there, there's something to glom onto. And versus like naming a fashion brand where it could be called anything or a band, right? Right. But something like a podcast that's super specific, that's what I love to name. Oh, that's so fun. And I don't charge $55,000 that is so funny yes that's awesome so what are the don't do's what are the don't ever do this okay the what not to wear kind of, of episode here so what are the big mistakes that you've seen across the board that are like a common theme that you were like absolutely never do this yeah the three common things are Spelling challenge. So if your name looks like a typo, do not go with it. It will forever frustrate your customers and it will frustrate you. Uh, and that includes like if you have a number in your name, that's going to be frustrating for people to spell. And it's going to be frustrating for you because you're always going to have to spell it out. Unless it's like if it's a name where like there's a, a brewery in San Francisco called 21st Amendment. Well, then that's OK, because we all know it's a 21. But if you were like coast to coast with a numeral two, you would forever have to spell it out for people. And that's frustrating. You should not, I've never had to spell eat my words for anyone. It's easy to understand. So I spelling challenge, hard to pronounce. Your name should be just like it should be intuitive to spell. It should be intuitive for people to pronounce. And it should only be able to be pronounced one way. Um, I saw one this morning. Wait, let me see if I took a screenshot of it. I always see these things on my phone. And it's yeah, like, the best what, not, what not what, to do. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. It was. I, I, okay. I don't see it. But here's here's uh, here's one. Hard to pronounce. Okay. C-R-I-C-U-T. How do you pronounce it? Circuit. No, it's no, it looks like 
So cricket, like cricket. Yeah, it's cricket. It looks like cry cut. It, like I always yeah. thought it was cry cut. Most people do, but it's yeah. pronounced cricket. So um, it's a, and I just did a project with this woman, Abby, who's the queen of cricket. And she's a big influencer. I helped her name her new uh, premium paid membership program. And she said, half the people call it cricket, half the people call it cry cut. Well, if I was getting into crafting and one person was telling me about cricket and another person was telling me about cry cut, I would have no idea it was exactly the same thing. And, and so when your name is pronounced two different ways, it dilutes the brand. You want just one pronunciation and make sure that you know how that not that people know how to pronounce it and not just that you think they'll know how to pronounce it. Um, there was a company that paid a lot of money to a naming firm to name them. Uh, I think it was a technology company and they came up with the name Nectar and they spelled it N-E-K-T-A-R. Everybody pronounced it nectar. Yeah, so I could yeah. see that. I would do that too. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and then the other thing is just make sure your name is meaningful to your target audience, not just to you, because it might means it might have some insider meaning to you. It or you know it was the name of your dog. <laughs> I've heard it all. I have heard it all. Inside but, jokes, right? Why? Oh, people, yeah. Yeah, that's like an inside thing and no one else yeah. gets it. They're no never going to find it. you. Yeah, they're not going to find you. Yeah, it has to suggest something about what it is that you what what it is that you your business is. Oh, my gosh. So tell us what I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask this out here anyway. Tell us what has been your favorite name that you've named so far in this lifetime. Oh my gosh, Spoon Me by far. I love the name Spoon Me. But can I, I tell you my favorite name that I didn't name? Yes. Because I think I love that even more, which is a bike pump named Joe Blow. Oh my gosh. But you didn't use it? No, I didn't. I didn't name no, no, I didn't name it. It wasn't oh, no someone I, else. No, did. it it belonged to someone. I know. They they had a Joe Blow bike pump, and I was like, oh, I wish I came up with that name. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think anybody's going to beat the Baconator. <laughs> yeah, no, the Baconator is awesome. Yeah, that's so fun. So fun. So what else do you now you said about these these three things? So the three things, one was spelling, right? Make sure it's mm -hmm. only can be spelled. One was make sure it can only be pronounced one way. And then what was the other one? Oh, that it's not ambiguous, that your name is meaningful to your target that's audience, not just to you. Yes. Yes. Got it. Easy to understand, right? People mm -hmm. know you're there. I love that. All right. What else do we need to know about naming names? Well, on my website, if you go to eatmywords.com, there's a free name evaluation test. It's called the Smile and Scratch Test. And it is uh, a Smile and Scratch is an acronym that's based on my philosophy. A name should make you smile instead of scratch your head. Doesn't need to make you laugh. It just needs to make people get it. So uh, yeah, smile is an acronym for the five qualities that make a name great. And scratch is an acronym for when to scratch it off the list because it will make people scratch their head. Oh, I love that. And that's actually on your website? Yeah, yeah, you'll see it. It's on the homepage, test a name and run your name through there. And I have to tell you, be honest with yourself. I mean, I see the test come through. And I like I saw one come through this morning and it was a name with a number in it. And it 
in the middle of it, a four. And it, 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 when it asks you the questions, like, is your name hard to spell? For instance, does it have a number in the middle of it? And the person answered, no, it's not hard to spell. Yes, it is. So you have to be honest with yourself. I love it. Oh my gosh. Anything else we need to know about this naming before we move on? Oh, just, just, yeah. Don't start on GoDaddy. If you can't get an exact match domain name, add a modifier word, whether it's podcast, what you can start with the word in front. You can say, you know, hello, we could be hello, eat my words, eat my words, naming, eat my words, brandy, and just add a modifier word. Nobody expects anyone to have an exact match domain name anymore. I love that. That's great advice because I think, you know, that really helps people get what they need when they need it. And, you know, I have seen how it works and I've gone to GoDaddy and searched a name. And then when I went to buy it, it was, you know, $500 because they're in there up in the price because they see the interest. So I'm concerned about that. And so now I tell people when you go in, be ready to buy. And we got a name for like $20 that probably would have been 500 had we not bought it on the spot and went back 20 minutes later. So I love what you're saying is like, it's not as important to have the exact name as it is to add those word, the modifiers to it. And I love that because of course, for us, we would always add podcast. Yeah. So yeah, which is so fun. Okay. Anything else there? Nope. Okay. Awesome. There's lots more in my book. There's lots more. I know that's where I'm going next. So I want to talk about your book. This is, this is amazing. Talk about eat my words and naming. Mm -hmm. Hello. My name is awesome with a hello name tag. That is genius. And then it's uh, the subtitles, how to create brand names that stick. And you surely are an expert. And I have had such a joy going through this book so far. And absolutely love it. And I saw you have the smile and scratch written out in here. So I didn't memorize it yet, but I read it and I am so thrilled. So tell us about this book. Why do people need to read it? And what is it they're going to learn from it? Well, the book will help you develop names. But more than that, it will help you prevent mistakes. And everybody makes mistakes if they don't know. Look, people don't name things every day. But if you think about your own name and how often it gets butchered, right? And how frustrating that is for you. You want a name. You you don't want your name to have any disadvantages. So you want a name that's easy for people. So that's right. When you read the book, there's a whole chapter on smile. Everything you need to know that, you know, make sure it's, you know, Suggestive, memorable, has imagery, legs, and makes an emotional connection. And then Scratch will tell you all of the things you need to know to scratch it off the list. Um, and I'll, I, I'll quickly say those. If it's spelling challenge, a copycat, restrictive, annoying, tame, has the curse of knowledge, or hard to pronounce. Wow. That is amazing. So you guys, you want to get this book? Hello, my name is awesome. And you are awesome, Alexandra. And thank you for sharing this. And we're actually going to be doing a giveaway for this book. So this is so fun. Alexandra is so generous to offer a free book to one of our loyal listeners. So I'm so excited about that. And all you have to do to get registered into this drawing is go to Apple Podcasts 
pull up this podcast or you can do it right now while you're looking at it um, and submit a review for Alexandra and this episode and then put the name of the book in a hashtag in that review so we know that we need to enter you. And then we are going to give you, let's say we're going to give you till January 30th, we're going to give you uh, to get your um, your review in and then we'll have the drawings. We can make sure that we can include everyone and then we'll announce the winner live on our next podcast episode after that. So I'm so excited and thank you for that because I've already gotten so much from this book and, you know, like there's so much to a name, so much. And now that I've met you, I'm scratching my head when I look at the way other people are naming things. So I'm already in the scratching my head, um, but fortunately not my own name, but everyone else's. But speaking of my own name, I want to ask you this. This is totally off cuff. Uh, can you speak to people that are naming their children just for a minute? Yes. Help oh my me. Gosh. I, I right. like, my mom thought that there was this ingenious name and she loved the name Pamela. So, but she wanted to be different. So she put a K on it and called me Pamela. And my name has been mispronounced my entire life. So let's give a little bit of info to the parents out there that are about to tag their kids with a name that they may not be able to live with. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I've seen some pretty offensive ones. Um, yes. there's, there's actually a whole Reddit. There's two subreddits devoted to it. OK, do not name your child anything that is hard to spell or pronounce. Do, don't do it. it you'll, you will curse them for life. They will forever uh, resent you for making their life so difficult. I, I trust me, one, I can't believe one of my neighbors just had a baby and I love her, but she gave her child a five letter name and there's four vowels in it. Um, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know how to spell it. I can't remember it to save my life. It's Irish. It doesn't mean anything to people here. And that child is forever going to find that name difficult. Um, so don't, don't do that. Make sure that it doesn't rhyme with anything. My sister's name was Victoria. It was shortened to Vicky. And then she, you know, Icky, Dicky, my name, Alexandra doesn't rhyme with anything. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, so really, really take that to heart and think of what's a name and, and, and that it doesn't have any. Uh, dirty meanings, look it up in the urban dictionary to make sure it's not slang for something dirty. Um, yeah, just go with something clean, go with something familiar too. And obviously don't do anything weird, like name your kid Apple. Um, yeah, something classic, timeless. I like the name Cammy. I think I didn't know you were a Camilla originally. But, yeah. But now is it spelled like Camilla Harris? No, no, it's actually K-A-M-E-L-A. Oh, uh, and yeah. Then, no, but the way hard. that the nickname is, is K-A-M-I-E. So that then causes for mispronunciation again, because like people spell Jamie that way. So when you put a K, then they're going to call me Kami. Like no. Jamie. 
Oh, I get everything. Everything. Yeah, that's why I thought I'm asking her about names today because we're going to solve this. I had no idea because I just thought Cammy and like I I know how to pronounce Cammy, but I've also had a friend named Cammy, but I also just intuitively know how to pronounce things. But oh, that that's hard. That that's well, that's a new one for me. Yes. And that just goes to show. So you don't know. Like if I was having a baby and I'm like, I love the name Cammy. I'm going to name my baby Cammy. I would have no idea that. So, yeah, it's good. Ask, normally, I don't believe in asking people for their opinions, but you could ask people, how do you pronounce this name and see what they say? That's a shocker. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's why, like, this was so I was so excited to have this conversation with you about the naming, because I do think it's so important, whether it's a business or a brand or a person's name, you know, that they live with forever. So I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I want to make sure we cover everything. You have a mini masterclass. So talk to me about that. I do. It's a free mini masterclass and it will teach you the basics of smile and scratch. You'll get some great brainstorming tips. Uh, You'll also learn how to evaluate names and you're going to learn some domain name tips. So the mini masterclass, it's on my website, eat my words, and you can, it's kind of a, the gateway to my my full masterclass, which is really fun. And the mini masterclass, very colorful and fun and engaging. I think learning should be uh, educational, but entertaining and engage fun. And so it's it will it lots of eye candy and I just have great stories. So, you know, it never a dull moment. I promise you. It sounds like a blast. I want to go through that. So, and then you also have a professional name review with Alexandra. So tell us a little bit about that. Cause now that people hear this, they're like, Oh no, my name is awful. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not awesome. It's awful for the mistakes that we made before we heard you. So, so what is this all about? It's where I will review up to 40 names that you've come up with and uh, give you my professional opinion. I'll tell you which ones are the strongest. I will show you a little kind of hidden uh, ticking time bombs that you might not notice with your name. Like the Kami. I can't believe people call you Kami. Yeah. So, yeah. All of the things. So it's, it's deeper than the smile and scratch test. I mean, you can do that, but you really, I would say, you know, hire an expert to really evaluate your name. And th- it's only $500, which is nothing. And then if I see it, something on your list and I think it could be better, like, you know, if we were evaluating home names for the home realty podcast and I saw um, some, I, I'm just going to, I can't help myself. I'm going to come up and be like, well, what about home sweet home? You know, or what about, you know, yeah, we're home zone, home zone. Yeah. So it's it's also an opportunity for you to see me perform like a circus animal on command. Yeah, I can't help myself. I I love it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like a surface, like a circus. You're funny. OK, <laughs> so <laughs> let's do this. This has been so fun. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. You can find me at eatmywords.com. That's where you will see the uh, free name test. Uh, you'll find the pro, it's the professional name review. Just go under services. It's under budget services. And I do have a, a full service budget service uh, package too called Fun Size. 
where I will name your product for you. And it's only $5,000 or your product <laughs> or your podcast. Um, so that's also something I love naming podcasts. So yeah, those are, yeah, eatmywords.com. Link with me on LinkedIn. Tell me you heard me here and definitely review this podcast. Like I have been on almost a hundred podcasts. I will tell you, this is one of my favorite ones. And I it really, it is. It's super fun. And I will, I will be posting it a lot and yeah, write a review for it and talk about how Cammy is such a great interviewer and you are. And this is just great. Oh, you're it's, a, it's a fun topic too. You're too sweet. Well, I want them to write a review about you and your business and get a chance to get this book. So when you do your review, make sure to hashtag eat my words and uh, let's do it. Or, or hello, my name is awesome. Either way. I love it. Oh my gosh. They're just so fun. Oh, Alexandra, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing so much that uh, this is so fun. What a fun job you have. I mean, it's just so creative and just to be able to like kick things around like that and get paid to do it and then give people these bomb, the amazing, amazing mic drop names. That's what they really are. Oh, and I love, I love that. that. Mic yeah, drop they names. are mic drop names. And I love it because mic drop names stop people in their tracks. And that is what we, we that's what we wish to do as we're looking for more discoverability. Uh, visibility. We want the people that are looking for us to be able to find us easily, right? Without confusion uh, or frustration. And you've just shared so much about how people can do that in naming and how important that is. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have, we would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be 
and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. But we're not done because on She's Invincible, <laughs> we promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce entrepreneurs and we're going to share their expert zone of genius, which you have done that so well. But we also promise them that we are going to pull back the curtain. See, people look at you and they're like, she's fun and she's got energy and she's really creative and she's smart and she all the things and they have no idea the price you paid for the success you have today. And so we're about to pull back the curtain and share for authenticity purposes so we can encourage our listeners and inspire them with hope. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do it. We're going to start with a story about the good. So tell us a story about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far. Well, without a doubt, it was being asked by a publisher to write a book. So I never had to look for a publisher, which so many people do, right? They try to find an agent, a publisher, they're forced to self-publish. And I got really lucky. I Somebody, an intern actually, saw a, a presentation. She saw on Meetup that I was giving a presentation and she looked me up, saw the website. My website's very fun to read. And she told her boss, and you know, that's gutsy for an intern to like, have to make a suggestion. And so she said, Hey, I think she might be good for a book. And so uh, that's how I got the book deal. And look, I, but here's what's crazy. I didn't even want to write a book. And when they first emailed me, I said, thank you, but no, thanks. It's too much work. My parents are both authors. And I said, no, but then, you know, they asked a couple of times I went in and met with them and I finally said, yes. And I'm so glad I did. The book has opened so many doors. It's allowed me to increase my prices. And it's also given me an opportunity to meet a lot of cool people. I know a lot of authors because of my book. I love so, that. Yeah, now, here's a question. Did, did you name this book or did they come yeah. to you? Yes, oh, no, so you... no, no, no. I named it. And that's what I love about my publisher, Barrett Kohler, because most publishers, believe it or not, they have final say in what the name is, not the author. And no, the no, I came up with the name. My publisher originally wanted to call it Does Your Name Suck? Because I used to say that all the time. Then I was told, then I someone at the publishing company was really offended by the word suck. So then I couldn't use the word suck at all in my book. And then when I wrote the second, so I came up with hello, my name is Austin. I wish I could remember that exact moment like I did with the when I came up with eat my words I know exactly where I was what I was doing what I was holding with the with the first of inspiration is I can't remember for low my name is awesome but when I wrote the second edition the guy that had been so offended by suck which he thought was a gay slur and which is not um in the second edition I used a lot I don't know if I use the word suck but I used um can I can I cuss sure 
Oh, I said I used the phrase amalgamated clusterfuck, but there's a little like asterisk where the U is and the F word. But yeah, but I a couple times throughout the book, I yeah, I mentioned the nail salon, I named hand job. So yeah, I I just I I definitely like made up for lost time in the second edition, <laughs> which is the one I have that's completely revised and updated. So yeah. yes, but what sucks is I couldn't say I named the Baconator. I mentioned the Baconator in there and sent a Baconator, but because I named it as a freelancer for another firm, I couldn't claim that I named it, but they, they retired. So now I, I can say I named it. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. What a great story. Uh, such a great story. I feel like your inspiration might have been at a meeting with a bunch of people with a name tag on that said, yeah. like, hello, my name is Bob. <laughs> right? And, then, and yeah. then you're like, oh my God, hello, my name is awesome. Oh, it's so great. Oh my gosh. All right. So that was really fun. But now we have to move on to the other stuff that it really took to get you here. And that is the bad. So we'll save the ugly for last, but tell us a story about the bad part of the journey. Okay. Well, this year is the, is the recent bad, uh, for maybe five months this year, we were dead slow. And I thought for sure chat GPT was ending it for me. We, we just, we weren't getting calls. No one was emailing. Um, it was, it was pretty painful. Luckily, you know, I'm a good saver and I was earning enough every month to pay the bills as well, but it just was really slow. And I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to find another career? Which is something I never had to think about. So luckily, like during that time, I learned how to maximize chat GPT and now I'm really an expert at it. It hasn't come up with a lot of names for me, but I know how to work it to come up with ideas and at least kickstart brainstorming. And so that was really scary. But then things started picking up and we just got really busy, like almost too busy. So, uh, yeah, it all had a happy ending. I even doubt at the end, you know, it's here we are at the end of the year and I'm all good. But, yeah, I had to have the faith. You got to keep the faith. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. But I did it. It is. And and we've, named, only- we've named probably four or five AI companies this year, too. So. If we're naming AI companies and they're not coming up with names using chat GPT, then then we're okay. Oh my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> when they come to you, you know you're in a good place, right? Oh yeah. my gosh. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So now we gotta go ugly. So, you know, there's always ugly in entrepreneurship, right? Like you just talked about the band, and that's like the ebbs and flows that we go through in entrepreneurship, right? So that's that's what you went through in the band. But tell us a story about the ugly part of your journey. Yeah, an ugly part is uh, I had a boyfriend who was a CPA and he volunteered to do my taxes for me. And he was a former CFO, you know, worked at big companies. And I was like, okay, you know, hey, that will save me some money. So when he was doing my taxes for me, you know, I had to pay in advance as you do as a entrepreneur. So he was having me write. It's a long story. But anyway, he basically had access to my financials and embezzled $126,000 from me. And that was painful, especially because that money was supposed to go to pay my taxes. Um, And that was just a bad, very bad, dark period of my life of eat my words. Um, Yeah, had to um, get rid of some employees, 
Um, but you know what? I made it. I'm still here. I survived. And what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. And he went I to prison. That. He went to prison. So that, yeah. you know, it, it ended well. It was not, you know, it's not like he went to prison the next day. There was a lot of heartache during that that period. But, you know, I ended up getting some money back and he ended up getting punished for his crime. That's got to be so difficult on so many levels. First of all, you're in this relationship, right? So like there's this sudden end to this relationship when yeah. you find out. And then there's the whole unveiling of what he's really made of and who he was. And then it's all the lies. So there's yeah. so much there. And then you're out a hundred and whatever thousand dollars. Yeah. So you're yeah. like, now what am I going to do? Right. There's just yeah. so many levels there of devastation that you had to overcome. And you truly are invincible to be able to even talk about it and be like, I got some money back. I made it. It made me stronger. He got his you know, punishment. Um, but I love that because you could have gave up. Right. That's a lot of money. And, yeah. and especially when you owe it to the IRS, they don't let yeah. you go. Um, and that, so kudos to you for, for really fighting that fight and pushing your way through because a lot of people would have given up right there. Thank you. And, and, and it, it given up on many levels, right. On money, business, relationships, love, right. Like all the things, because you, then you start to look back at like, oh, why didn't I see the flags? Right. Why, you know, we start to doubt ourselves. It's it is such a hard, hard place to be. So you did it. You did it. And you are awesome. Hello. Your name is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and I love it. And you are invincible. And I'm so happy to have you here. Is there anything else, any parting words that you would love to share with our listeners that they need to know? Um, be fearless. Like, don't be afraid. And if you have a challenge, find a creative way to get around it. That's my whole life would have done. Just, you know found ways to stand out and be different and you know these days that's putting something in the mail to someone we don't get a lot of mail anymore so <laughs> mail someone i send out my books in a bright pink bubble envelope and that gets noticed so yeah stand out and get noticed I love that. Wait. Oh, my gosh. It's like you're a mind reader. We actually have an episode coming up really soon. And it's about that. It's about letter writing. So I'm so glad you oh, said that. Yeah. This is so fun. So fun. So I always like to, well, two things. One, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. They submitted uh, an, an, um, a review and a five-star rating uh, for the podcast. And the other thing is I want to ask you this question. So the question is, you mentioned, you kind of touched on this, that you were like, oh no, am I going to have to have a, get a new career, right? Yeah. Okay. So if ever you did have to go get a new career, I doubt that will ever happen. What would you be if you weren't doing what you're doing right now? Well, what I would, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think this career exists anymore, but I've traveled to 50 countries and I love planning trips. so. I would be a travel agent if it still exists. And if not, uh, I'm really good at creating elaborate succulent displays and putting them into really interesting objects like seashells and bird cages and produce scales. So, yeah, that's kind of my second career. But also I do a ton of volunteer work. And sometimes I feel like I already am retired because, you know, yesterday I spent half the day 
working on, you know, volunteer stuff, but I love it. I love helping people. Oh my gosh. You are amazing. I love that so much. Thank you. Okay. So we are going to give a shout out today for our amazing loyal listener who gave us a five-star rating. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And an amazing review. And this is from Minnie1977. I have no idea who that is, but Minnie, thank you. Minnie says, so nice to know I'm not alone. Hearing the stories of others who walk the path before me is uplifting, motivating, and inspiring. It's nice to hear the behind the scenes stories to success. Thank you for bringing a podcast that highlights the blood, sweat, tears, and utter joy of entrepreneurship. Oh my goodness. Mini 1977. Thank you so much. Come back in and leave a review for Alexandra and hashtag the book. I hope you get into that drawing and be a winner. Alexandra, thank you so much for your vulnerability, for, for sharing so authentically uh, all of these things, your knowledge, the good, the bad, the ugly. And thank you for letting us celebrate with you on the success that you've had along your journey. We appreciate that so much. Oh my gosh, Cami, you are a rock star. Yeah, thank you for having me. I love being on your podcast. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine. What a joy. You guys, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up. I know you feel like you can't do it, I know you do. We've been there before and we're here to tell you, you can do anything. You are invincible. Just get back up, girl. Thank you for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. If you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at camilehman.com. I can't wait to meet you.